All right, so uh, I'm probably going to sound weird this week because I'm trying not to talk too loud because I'm in an Airbnb and I don't want to be the guy who's uh, talking too loud, but I'm also in a closet <laughs> so, that, uh, so that I don't interrupt with all the people. It's kind of a nice Airbnb. It's not bad. Man, though, I had to, to go through so many door locks. There is a lock on the outside door with a code and then a lock on the inside door with another code. And then the actual room is kind of an old, you know, Montreal house. But the room has like this futuristic black handle on it that there's like a lock, a digital lock in the handle. I'm like, wow, cool. But I was thinking like if my phone dies while I'm out and about, how am I ever going to get back in here? Because all the codes are written on my phone. <laughs> it's a legitimately a problem. But anyway, yeah, so I'm in Montreal and uh, the podcast can never stop, of course. So what was it we watched first? Oh, yeah, we watched uh, Quark. And a lot of positive comments, a lot of fond memories of Quark, but obviously we did not share those because we jumped straight off and watched um, Get Smart instead. And then that kind of set us down the path of, I guess we're going to start with more comedy type. Um, I guess he's more of a spy and police squad is obviously just the police, but then we'll eventually get to like the Avengers and Man From U.N.C.L.E., some sort of more serious stuff. And also, actually, before I get into these details, because Police Squad is what we're going to watch this week, have you ever heard of the show M-Squad? Not the Mod Squad. No, just M-Squad. It was a it was a late 60s show, or Felony Squad? No, no. I've heard of Mod Squad. Yeah, I've heard of that, too, because they remade it recently, too, made a movie of it. But, uh, yeah, Police Squad, I guess it's kind of a direct parody of particularly M-Squad. It was some old show from the late 60s with Lee Marvin in it, and yeah, I've never heard of it. It ran for three years out of 117 episodes. Maybe we'll watch it. I don't know. M-Squad and Felony Squad. No, never heard of either of them. Although the sense I get is that they're basically just going to be Police Squad with no jokes, which as I've said before, like that's why I like Spaceballs, but I don't never really liked Star Wars because I saw Spaceballs first, and now it's like, oh, well, Star Wars is just Spaceballs with no jokes. So I have a feeling if we ever watch M-Squad, it'll just be Police Squad with no jokes. So it's not high on the list, but we might get to it. Oh, this is real old. M-Squad, 1957. And the only name I recognize in it, other than Lee Marvin, is DeForest Kelly. Oh, of course. He got around, huh? He was in a lot of stuff. Of course, in Star Trek. But it's really old. 1957 to 1960, so it's not even late 60s. It's late 50s. So, yeah, presumably if, uh, you know, because Police Squad came out in 82, maybe it was just that that's what they saw when they were kids. And they were like, and you remember that stiff old police procedural? <laughs> like, let's make fun of it. You know, that seems like what probably happened. But, uh, I mean, I'm very familiar with the Naked Gun movies that came after Police Squad. But I don't know that I, I mean, I, I'm sure I've seen Police Squad at some point, but I don't really remember it. Do you have any, have you ever seen this show? I think I did, but I can't really remember anything about them. It's more like a name rather than any kind of a memory of something where I said, oh, what an excellent show. Got to watch that all the time. Yeah, I get the feeling because, I mean, I saw all the Naked Gun movies a bunch of times. And, you know, you'd hear like, you know, this was based on a show. So I'm pretty sure like when the Internet first came about, I might attract some of these down. But I, I don't really remember that well. But, uh. You know, they, they seem essentially the same, though, as the Naked Gun movies. A lot of the same people made them and the same actors and stuff. But uh, it's just, you know, it's a lot more digestible to just watch the show. But yeah, let me just give you the quick 
Police Squad Rundown. Police Squad is an American television crime comedy series that was broadcast on ABC in 1982. It's a spoof of police procedurals created by David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrahams, and they had gotten famous because they did Airplane before this. Yeah, yeah, that's where I know that name from. Yeah, they did a bunch of stuff after as well, but Airplane obviously was a huge success and is very much in line with this type of comedy. And Airplane also had Leslie Nielsen in it, and uh, that's where they met him. And they thought he would be perfect for a police parody because in his earlier career, you know, all he did was serious roles. He was in a bunch of these shows, you know, where it's just, I'm the police captain, I've got to find the criminal, whatever. Police Squad resembles the Lee Marvin police show M Squad, in particular the opening credits, and the late 60s series Felony Squad. So there's one from the 50s, one from the 60s. It was canceled after six episodes, but then yielded the Naked Gun film series, which were all very successful. Oh yeah, okay, so this is a weird thing. So the show did really well with critics. I don't have any specific information about, uh, about ratings, but it didn't seem like it was a disaster or anything. And then it gained a cult following after in reruns and led to the movies. But ABC Entertainment president Tony Thomopoulos asserted Police Squad was canceled because viewers had to pay close attention to the show in order to get much of the humor. Like, you know, you can't just play it in the background. You got to actually watch to catch all the little weird things that are happening and whatever. So, I mean, I get what he means by that, but the way he put it is the viewer had to watch it in order to appreciate it. Which, like, yeah, it's a fucking TV show, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So, in its annual... Like, he couldn't have put it in a worse way. And in its annual Cheers and Jeers issue, TV Guide magazine called the explanation for Police Squad's cancellation, quote, the most stupid reason a network ever gave for ending a series. Because, yeah, essentially the guy did just say, I don't like it. People have to watch it. Cancel that show. (laughs) You know, like, ludicrous. But I get that, because that's like we were saying about Mel Brooks a couple of weeks ago. He just keeps coming at you with the stuff, right? Like you, you're, you're picking up one line, one joke, and then there's another one that, right behind it. And then you're just getting your head around that one, and there's another one. So you do have to really appreciate Mel Brooks. You do have to pay attention. You can't just be roaming around the house cleaning up or whatever. You really need to sit down and listen to it so that you do get it. So that may be a sign of a pretty good piece of work. Because it's not just like some of that stuff you watch nowadays. Good God, you could, you can leave the room, you can go make a meal, you can come back, and you really haven't missed anything. The jokes are so bad and so poor and so repetitive. And in some ways, yeah, that is a, a bonus in some ways that you can just not have to fully pay attention and you can go get a sandwich and stuff. But yeah, it's a bit disappointing that uh, this guy had so little faith in his audience, <laughs> this this. ABC president, <laughs> just you know, like that. Like it's annoying that critics liked it, and he was kind of acknowledging that it was a good show, and that's why he canceled it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, he was probably getting other stuff from advertisers though, where people who were going to buy the product were saying, "Oh my god, like I can't follow it. I can't, you know." Instead of them sitting down and doing something intellectual or intelligent, like watching the damn thing, they want to be able to get up and walk around and only half pay attention to what's on the box. 
Yeah, what a stupid reason to have to cancel something because people find it too hard to follow. <laughs> wow. Dummies. Yeah, obviously executives are living in their own world. It very much reminds me of like, you know, the show Firefly that was like my favorite show, but it got canceled because it has nine characters and it's like this complicated sci-fi world. And I just, I do remember when it got canceled, alongside it was this show called Fast Lane that was just hot babes and fast cars and that's the one they kept and it's like yeah you know tale as old as time it's like that balance and i have a certain amount of uh you know i mean i understand it must be different things that you care about as a you don't want to just be the artsy channel that puts out the fancy shows that goes out of business (laughs) you know but still in this case it really seems ridiculous and then that the naked gun movies all made piles of money But that's because when Naked Gun came out, you had to go to the theater, and you had to sit in the theater. You can't get up and roam around all over the place. So you paid attention to it, and people enjoyed it. But people don't have that expectation of television nowadays. I think it's gotten worse because there's so much drivel and trash on TV, and I think that's the reason. It can be running in the background. You don't have to watch it. But you can still get the gist of what's going on and say, I enjoyed that show. Well, no, you didn't. Because you were, it was just a piece of crap going on in the background. People don't want to take the time to listen and get involved. Now, with late night TV, they will. When you have some of those dramas on that are continuing dramas that go on week after week after week. But uh, your average piece of crap TV show, and there's so much of it out there. Yeah, people don't want to take the time to pay attention to what the writers are saying and and enjoying it. There, that's my rant on TV for now. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to admit, though, even nowadays with YouTube videos, I do run into that sometimes where if I'm doing something else, like say I'm prepping files for a podcast like this, like getting ready to edit it, it's easier to have a dumb YouTube video playing that I don't have to like watch (laughs) than when people put out their meticulously edited 90-minute video essays that are interesting and I do want to watch, but it's like, it's almost annoying. It's like, yeah, but I really got to sit down and watch that. And I'm busy, I'm doing something else. (laughs) So it does make sense. But uh, yeah, like you were saying about the theater thing, Leslie Nielsen actually brought that up. He said he thought that, uh, and obviously Airplane, you know, this all started in the theaters. So it's like they tried TV, but it did seem that it was just better suited to to the movie theater. And uh, that definitely seems to be true. I think, though, maybe what we should do, so we'll watch the first episode of Police Squad, but I've also got a little note here that the first episode of Police Squad is almost a remake of season two, episode one of that M-Squad show. It's uh, an episode called More Deadly, and it's like scene for scene, almost the same structure And, you know, they need the straight lines before the jokes, like just the actual police procedural procedural stuff. They apparently just copied lines of dialogue directly from M-Squad. Jeez, talk about (laughs) cheating. Yeah, and it must be weird if you made M-Squad, where essentially these guys just copied your homework but added jokes in. You know, like they kept all your serious dialogue, but now they're going to make fun of it (laughs) like what a weird thing to do but if i can find it maybe that would be neat for next week i'll get that exact episode of m squad if we're going to watch one we can watch the the one that is almost exactly the same apparently as police squad that could be kind of cool okay so we're going to check out police squad 
Yep, that's all the notes I got. So yeah, let's just throw on the first episode right now. Well, that was obviously a super awesome show. Normally we would kind of watch like a couple episodes and I mean, I definitely would with that. I was thinking maybe because there's only six episodes, maybe I'll just track those down and watch them <laughs> over the week. But just because we're doing, uh, you know, our online recording and stuff, I guess we should just do the one because I'm not even sure if this is all working. <laughs> I think it is, but, but I could easily watch more of those. That is a fine show. Very well done. And I can see what, there were so much little things in the background there that you really do have to pay, if you want to get them, you do have to pay attention. No, you don't have to. You can watch it on that really superficial level just for the little plot line. But if you want to get up all those little, those little jokes and innuendos and the things in the background, you really have to pay attention. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously still, I mean, I guess that's why it's so good is all the different layers, because that's what I was saying about... Uh, when we watched the Mel Brooks stuff recently, like Get Smart, the only thing Get Smart was kind of missing is the constant uh, weird verbal jokes, the weird verbal wordplay, where this does have that. So you would, you'd at least get that stuff if you weren't paying attention. But yeah, you'd be missing out on so much of this show if you weren't really watching. I mean, things like when they're driving through Little Italy. Good God, they've got every blessed famous archaeological thing from Italy in the background. Pizza, Pisa, and the Colosseum, and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing about their style, because like, I don't remember a lot of these jokes from The Naked Gun. I think they, they came up with new jokes, but the style is the same. And, uh, and it's like, it's weird, because it's like clever by not being clever. Like, most of the jokes just make you groan, because they're so dumb. But there's so many of them and then every once in a while, one of them really is clever, <laughs> like mixed in with all the stuff. Like it's the kind of comedy where you can really tell smart people wrote it. Yeah, and they worked at it. It wasn't just a bunch of, oh, let's just get this show out here. It's, somebody really had to work at pulling all those little lines together and having them all interact so well. And nobody broke character. Everybody acted seriously as if this was a serious drama and this was serious issues that they were dealing with but yet they were so ridiculous yeah i remember i was very surprised when i first learned as a kid that leslie nielsen used to be a serious dramatic actor but now when i watch these back it's not surprising at all because that's what makes him so funny is he plays all these lines so serious like he's at the dentist and he's got dental stuff in his mouth you can't understand what he's saying, but he's just like still doing it exactly as though it were like a serious scene. And like that's that's tough to pull off. I'd say this style in general is tough to pull off because obviously these two guys or these guys, the two Zuckers and Abrahams, they're kind of the most famous. But there are other people that tried to do this. Like there's a lot of movies like this and they're so much worse. Even uh a weird example is there's this series called Scary Movie that was based on uh, Scream, just like horror movies. 
And by the, th- I think the third and the fourth one were made by Zucker, Zucker and Abrahams. Like they came back and theirs were way better <laughs> than the first two. And then the fifth one was again, not them. And it's just, you know, it seems like it maybe shouldn't be the hardest uh, formula to pull off. But if you don't pull it off, it's just not funny. <laughs> you know, like you actually really kind of got to be careful with this style. It's like um, people think that being a clown is such a an easy thing to do. But I don't. I think being a clown is sometimes harder to do than being something like if you're really really good at it. Being than than being okay. Let's say a serious acrobat or something. Because to do that clown work, you've got to be able to do that acrobatic type work. But you've also got to be able to pull it off and make it look like it's so easy. And you've got to be able to pull it off in such a ridiculous way that it'll make people laugh. Same way with this kind of comedy. I don't think just anybody can do it. I think you've got to be somebody who is a really, really good actor because you've got to be able to interact with each other and have that timing right on. Because if you, if your timing's off, the joke just doesn't it just doesn't fly. So people think, oh, really easy to be a clown or an idiot or something, but I think it's probably harder to play those parts. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a good uh, analogy to use circus stuff because uh, I feel like with uh, drama, say, it's like you have the safety net. Like, if it's not that good, it kind of doesn't matter. You know, you can get away with bland drama and people could keep watching it or could keep sticking with it. It can work well enough. But comedy is where you don't have the safety net. Like, if if it doesn't work, it's just awful, (laughs) you know? There's no bad version of comedy that can work you really gotta you gotta nail it or or just don't <laughs> and yeah these guys are so good like uh um uh, geez, i don't know i was thinking as we were watching it like i should bring up this this and this like these like different things that happened but even though that was only a 25 minute episode of tv it was so many things now that it's like a traffic jam in my brain <laughs> you know like like i can't even i can't untangle all the weird crap we just saw yeah, like they could have presented that as, let's say, a drama on one level. But they presented the drama, you had that, you had the jokes, but then you had all that background stuff going on, too. So to pull that off, like they just didn't have, a, like, a car driving down a street. They had a car driving down a street and all this stuff going on in the background, people crossing the street, people carrying weird things. That wicker store that was open for 24 hours... They could have just arrived at the wicker store and had a nice little scene of them talking to the guy from the wicker store. But heck, you saw all these people in their pajamas and everything else carrying out wicker stuff that they had bought at the store. They had to hire, well, there had to be at least 12 or 13 people who walked by that scene as they were having the little chat. If you were doing a regular drama, you you wouldn't bother with any of that stuff. But if you watched it and you were watching all those people go by, there was somebody carrying a TV and it was all encased in wicker. Somebody else was carrying a big elephant and it was encased in wicker. There was a lady went by and she had on a yellow pajamas and her coat and she's carrying some piece of wicker. (laughs) Really ridiculous stuff. But somebody had to sit around and add all that extra color into that little scene. Very complicated. Yeah, it had all all kinds of different props and stuff. Yeah, I did notice that. Like, they didn't uh, 
they definitely didn't take any easy outs <laughs> with, with jokes. It's like, hey, if it's for the joke, you know, we'll build a whole elaborate thing. I'm going to be curious, too, to see the episode of M-Squad because, you know, like, for instance, the 24-hour wicker store, you got to assume in the original it was something much more lascivious. <laughs> but here it's just like, because it's still playing that music kind of, the old 24-hour wicker store, but it's just selling, like, rocking chairs. Like, it's so, so dumb. <laughs> but... Even the children, that the, the rich children of, or the children of the rich who were all at the orthodontist, they could have just showed one or two people there with maybe the mouth brace on. And the, but the heck, they had to have at least eight people there, all in various forms of headgear and mouth gear and dressed up in elaborate, like, wealthy clothes. You knew they weren't just people off the street getting their teeth taken care of. A lot of detail. Well done. <laughs> I noticed with one of those people with the headgear, there was like a glint, like the sparkle on her teeth. And I'm not even quite sure how they did that with like the 1982 technology. I was like looking at it and it's like, man, like they, they had to go out of their way for that. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's kind of the best thing you can say with all their stuff, the naked gun stuff and airplane. Not only that it's funny, but but yeah, you, you could never say that these guys uh, took any shortcuts or, you know, half-assed it. Like they... I mean, even that that was the thing, I guess, where we were saying how movies seem to work better. The one way that I do think this was kind of good as a show is that that density of comedy and of information coming at you, it is kind of easier to digest when it's only 25 minutes. But man, they, they squeeze so much stuff into that 25 minutes. It's like ridiculous. And I can now see why people, if you were just watching TV, and there's talking going on in your house and people are running out to get something out of the fridge. And I could see you being distracted. Now, we were here just ourselves, so we could we could pick up on a lot of that stuff. But if you were sitting in a room with, I don't know, three or four people watching that show and they would be talking and yakking and, and you'd say, oh, sh- shut up, because I couldn't get that. Um, I could see people finding it... it uh, very distracting, whereas in a movie house, you have to be quiet, and you would enjoy it much more. And as far as, yeah, the complicatedness goes, because I was thinking, like, we were just saying, like, smart shows versus dumb shows, but even shows that aren't dumb, like, I was just thinking of Frasier, because Frasier has come back recently. is a pretty smart show, pretty clever, but it's also just in his apartment most of the time, or, you know, maybe at, like, the coffee shop. Or at the radio station, that's it. Or the radio station, yeah, exactly. So you still, you could still just watch it with without watching it, <laughs> you know? You could literally just listen to that show, and, yeah, you just can't with Police Squad. I, I really do wonder, that guy, I didn't look into him at all, but the guy who was the entertainment president at the time at ABC... Like, maybe it just kind of made his head hurt. He's just like, ah, nuts to this. <laughs> you know, I don't want to watch this show. Maybe. Maybe, because it, it really is a loaded show. They could easily have spread that out over an hour. It had so much in it. Cool. Well, all right. Well, I think this all worked. This seems like it all succeeded. I guess I won't know for sure till I download all the files and assemble this episode. But assuming you're hearing it right now, everything went fine. But yeah, I guess that'll lead us on then to next week. I haven't looked into M-Squad at all yet because I just had this idea as we were recording, but assuming all the it's not, you know, assuming it's not one of these lost shows and I can find the episode of M-Squad that this was based on, I guess we'll do that next week. A Lee Marvin classic.